Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore, it's another episode. Today's episode. I get to spend some time talking to Jonah's policewoman. I was a little bit excited when uh, I, I got a reply from Joan saying that she'd she'd like to come on. So uh, time was was quite tight. She's right in the middle of um, working on her uh, her new record, which we discuss um, towards the end of the the chat. Joan picks some incredible records. Obviously, it's Jonah's police woman. Of course, she's going to pick good records. And uh, and yeah, you're, you're you're in for a treat. Um, before we get on with that chat, um, just a few thank yous. Thanks to to Scribius Pip at the Distraction Pieces Network, which this podcast is very proud to be part of. Um, thank you to Seventy Six for producing this. Um, as as mentioned on previous podcasts, it's. Uh, it's all being done remotely at the moment, so sometimes Wi-Fi can drop in and out and you know, things can get a little bit glitchy, and, and 76 has, has, has gone above and beyond in, in, in ensuring that the audio you get um, is as, as, as close to, to sort of studio quality as we can get it and uh, to give you a, an enjoyable listening experience. Um, and, yeah, and thanks to you. Thanks to you lot for, uh, for pressing play today and for pressing play on, you know, all of my, you know, the episodes that have got us to this point, because the podcast is continuing to grow, and and it's um it's been an absolute lifeline during lockdown to to have these lovely conversations with these wonderful people. So, um, yeah, I just hope that you get a, you know, even a fraction of the joy that I get is uh, is going to be a nice feeling. Um, so yeah, also uh, re- regarding that back catalogue, go and have a look. Because there's like 270 episodes now. They're all for free. Go and listen. Um, if this is your first time listening, in, in that back catalogue, you can hear me talking to artists such as Foo Fighters, um, Melanie C of the Spice Girls, um, actors such as Maxine Peake, uh, Joe Hartley, um, DJ producers such as Butch Vig, Fatboy Slim, um, comedians such as James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Jade Adams. There's uh, just just go and have a look. I could keep rattling them off, but um, go go and have a little rummage in that archive and uh, and see what's there because uh, there's some 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 real goodies in there. Um, 
I mean, better still, subscribe, because that really helps the podcast. And if you'd love to help the podcast any more, and you want to get access to another couple of hundred shows and radio shows and video episodes and such, then I have a Patreon. Um, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash off the beat and track. And I put up loads of content there each week. And, uh, and you can subscribe from as little as 79p a month. And, uh, and by doing that, you support the podcast. And, uh, and, and yeah, and I can't thank you enough if you're doing that already or if you're thinking about doing that. That would be amazing. Um, if you can't afford it, no worries. Go and explore all the free stuff. Um, and, yeah, and, and in regards to everything I've just said, uh, if you want to find out about anything, I've got a website, which is your one-stop shop, and that's www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Anyway, you ain't interested in any of that stuff. I know why you're here. So, it gives me great pleasure to introduce today's guest. Please enjoy Off the Beaten Track Podcast with Jonas Policewoman. It's Off the Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording. How are you today, Joan? So good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm radiant and glowing today, mate. I can't complain at all. Well, Joan, what I'll do before um, before I ask you your first um, track selection, I just wondered um, how you found the last year, both personally uh, and as a creative. <laughs> Um, well, I have to say that being a musician, a touring musician, a working musician preps you for a pandemic. I mean, it, you know, being, being on the road all the time, you have to be flexible. Everything changes, you know, flights get canceled, you know, everything is always changing. So um, I, I feel like in general, musicians have very l- little security. <laughs> so, you know, a pandemic isn't all that much different. Okay. Well, I mean, all the tour dates are canceled for the next like year and a half and you have to stay home. Okay. <laughs> like, like, all right, I can, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can go with that. I mean, the thing that I, I was able to do was, um, throw myself into writing a record. Um, you know, I, I just put my focus into that and that really helped me survive this time, but I'm used to doing that sort of like cutting off and going in, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it was horrifying as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Um, yeah. All right, John, we'll look. Let's let's start your playlist. I'm going to ask you for track one, please, to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Ain't no my ain't no mountain high enough by Diana Ross, but it's got to be the single version because one of the versions just cuts off the whole intro. So it's got to be the one with the long intro. It's like six minutes long. The song it's called single version. So. Why would anyone edit that? Um, well, there's a lot of really good questions in the world, and that's one of them. 
<laughs> that record is absolute perfection. Why would you take arguably the best bit out of it? Because the payoff isn't a payoff unless you've got that intro, right? I so agree. <laughs> Joan, was there any other songs that you considered on this one? Because this is the one that like, generally musicians kind of struggle with the most. And I just wondered if there was any other kind of almost made it. Wait, who, has this, who struggles with this? Musicians, generally. To find the song with the best intro? Yeah. Okay. I mean, honestly, this, um, I have this song as my, I chose this song as my alarm on my phone because of the intro. So there was no hesitation when this question, when I saw this question, yeah. that was the song. I mean, there's a, a lot of really good intros. Um, you know, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, If You Want Me to Stay. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't really think. It was, there was just one answer to that. So there wasn't any contemplation. And I mean, that Dinah Ross track, if that's what's waking you up in the morning, I mean, that's, that's exactly what you need because the, the intro, you're stirring, right? Mm-hmm. And then by the time that chorus comes, you're literally dancing down the stairs for breakfast, right? Yeah, it's, it feels <laughs> like sunshine. <laughs> it does. <laughs> absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. That's an absolutely solid choice, Joan. Thank you. Um, for track two, I'm going to take you back, and uh, and I'm going to ask you to tell me, please, the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland. Come on. Doesn't it just kill everyone? Oh, rips you in half. Yep. Yeah. When you shut your eyes and think of that song, what do you think of? Where does it take you? It takes me to the like the the very small room that had a little TV set in it where I watched The Wizard of Oz, and you know it, that was a room that trans was transporting because of the TV. There was no flat screens when I was growing up. It was a little screen. Uh, uh, you know, but that that film is so magical and also so yeah. terrifying, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that song with her vulnerability, that song just crushed me. And I think that the older you get and the more you look back on it and the more you find out about Garland, the more it crushes you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what if I had to sort of ask you to tell me the emotion that that song gave you, what would that emotion have been? <laughs> uh, longing. Um, again, vulnerability. Um, hope. Solitude. Uh, I mean, there's also romance in it, not necessarily like 
you know, there, there's romance in terms of, it's not like necessarily like, um, romantic, you know, partner romance, but there's like, there's romance with, with life and also just, um, you know, the, the, the idea that life also includes tragedy as well as all the beauty, you know, will it, it will include pain as well as all of the, glittery slippers you know it 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 has inherent in the beauty of life there is gorgeousness and and hope and then also you know utter sadness and uh and solitude and solitude yeah yeah Joan, for track three, I'm going to stay in the formative years, and I'm going to ask you for the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. So when you say at school, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess in the UK, obviously, we have junior school and senior school. Uh, so you can pick any kind of song, really, the, the time you're at school from whatever, five to, to okay. 16. Yeah. Um, so... I, I mean, in I guess it's like early high school. Uh, uh, How soon is now by the Smiths? I mean, that's yeah. that's my alarm clock, Joan. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, I, I remember <laughs> that that intro is just magnificent, and I remember not knowing how like what instrument created it, like yeah. not knowing how it was happening. And it felt like this sort of magnificent machine that was making it. Mm. And I loved that feeling of not understanding where that sound came from and how engulfing it was and just loving the mystery of that song. I mean, I listened to the Smiths a lot in my, at that time. Um, but that song was just like this kind of like, um, it was unbelievable in that, that song, you know? And so uh, I just, uh, I, I, whenever I heard it, it was just like, it blew my mind. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just think it, it, uh, as, as a Smiths, uh, obsessive as well. Um, I, I separate that song from the rest of the Smiths catalogue. I mean, don't get me wrong, that catalogue is incredible. But How Soon Is Now, I don't think sounds like any other Smith song. I think all of that magic and that wonder of where did Johnny Marr make that noise from, I think that it makes it sound otherworldly. I think that that record doesn't sound of any time either. That could come out today and it would sit next to... She Sells Sanctuary or Fool's Gold, them songs that sit differently from an artist's catalogue but still just don't fit in anywhere. They're just out there on their own. And I think How Soon Is Now is definitely one of them, Joan. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, I would go further in saying that that song doesn't sound like any other song in the world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Have you you found out how Johnny Marr gets that sound? Uh... No, I mean, I have a lot more experience with guitar pedals and Leslie's and vibrato and 
using, I mean, I imagine he used two amps, um, like with, with, uh, them both on, you know, uh, uh, using the vibrato, like, but like as stereo with two amps, I'm just making this up. I, I've never actually really tried to think about how he did it, but I imagine that, you know, he, he got stereo amps so that it's going, you know, like back and forth yeah. with the amps, but I have no idea. Do you know how, have you talked to him about it? No, 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 not at all. I, yeah. I, I was completely believing you until you said you was just making it up. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a, I think it's a good guess. It's a good guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, while, while we're talking school, Joan, like, how, how was school as an experience for you? <laughs> uh, uh, you know... School was obviously horrifying, especially in the like 11, 12 years, 13. Uh, but I never subscribed to any one click. I was kind of like, yeah. I was part of the, the, the kind of the freaks. Um, but I, but I got along with a lot of people because I just, I was, I was friendly and I, I think I just, I grew up a, around a lot of kinds of people. So I wasn't like really afraid of, you know, talking to anybody. So I, I feel like I sort of, <clears throat> uh, I had a better experience than other people because I wasn't trying, I wasn't trying to fit in. You know, I, I was like the girl that played violin with the white mohawk that like was like, you know, could like kind of hang with like a lot of people. And I feel like that saved me in a lot of ways from having like a much worse school experience. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> did you, uh, did you have any idea what, what you wanted to do uh, when you left school? Like when you was at school, did you know what you wanted to be? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, so, <clears throat> so freshman year, which is four, 13, 14 years old, uh, there was a all, all state orchestra where they pull the, the kids that, you know, are doing the best, I guess, at, at orchestral instruments. And they put them all in one room for a few days. Uh, and, uh, and we we had a really inspired conductor um, who was named Benjamin Zander, and he was a Gustav Mahler like freak, and he had us play Mahler's second symphony, The Resurrection, and he just infused the love of music and how transportive it could be into every single one of us. I feel like it, while I was playing that with those other hundred, you know, people on stage, I was, I literally found God and then I was just going to be making music forever. Joan, uh, being on stage at a young age and then obviously going on to, to play on, 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 on much bigger stages to, 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 to huge audiences, um, was you, in, in them early concerts, was you confident? Are you talking about um, orchestral stuff or are you talking about when I was doing my own songs? It, uh, early days on stage 
not necessarily in, in confident in your abilities, but were you confident as a person? I think, I think I, I mean, I, I, I definitely was in many ways. I also feel like I learned to act as if I was confident. And then that gave me more ability to like be in the moment and actually receive like what, whatever, whatever was going on. Um, so, I mean, I know I came off as confident, uh, and I know I was to a certain extent. I think that, um, as well, I was like, it was part acting. And, and aside from confidence, you've, you know, you, 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 you formed a, a, an incredible career, uh, in a, in a field that you obviously wanted to work in, but famously a very, very difficult field to, to have the level of success that you've had, um, would you say as a person you're driven? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I love working. I love making music. I love um, collaborating. I, I'm a very curious person. I don't really stop. Um, I don't really stop. Yeah. Okay. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back uh, for the last question of your, your, your formative early years. And I'm going to ask you to tell me, please, the first song or the first track you remember buying from a record store. Well, so I used to be in the, I think you call it charity shops in the UK, but like we just had the Salvation Army, like thrift stores, secondhand stores, Salvation Army yeah. and the Goodwill and... Um, and what was amazing is they, it, all the vinyl was 25 cents each. So I would just, I had that, I had money to, uh, you know, to be able to afford buying, buying vinyl at that point. And I would just look through, this is when I was very young, like 
eight or nine, although I'd been like listening to FM radio like before school. So like I knew about music and the Jackson five and Diana Ross and stuff were on the, on the radio. Um, but like, I, 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 I didn't know what the records looked like or whatever. So I was just like looking through, uh, the vinyl and I came upon, um, Hendrix's Axis Bold as Love with that incredible, like, sort of, uh, you know, he sort of like likened himself and his band to like Hindi gods. Um, it's like super psychedelic looking to me as a kid, um, with the, with the amazing like sun rays thing coming out and very colorful. And I bought that record and, put it on and literally my life was changed forever and and in regards to, to, to record stores now are you the sort of person if you're on tour you get into a new town do you go find a record store do you you know how important have record stores been to to you as 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 an artist you know as as you know later in life yeah i mean on tour if I, I, you know, there's, I mean, honestly, there's hardly any time to do anything ever. So, yeah. I mean, but I do love walking around. And if I see a record store, I'll definitely be going in there. Um, not only for the records, because I can't buy a lot of stuff on tour because I got to carry. It's too hard. But it's like so much mm. just like talking to the person that owns the store and the people that are, you know, that yeah. that kind of social um camaraderie that you that i grew up with in record stores independent record stores especially um you know is something that um i still long for and which is like still there in the uk a lot like you know and like in brooklyn where i live so many stores have opened up so it's cool it's hopeful it's it's so funny, Joan. It's like I, I, I'm 47 years of age, and I, I still if I still go into Rough Trade, uh, in, if I'm in London, and and I still have that ridiculous self doubt that I had f- uh, 14 years of age going in the independent record store, like the guy behind the counter was some godlike fella that you know I everything he said he's going to bestow you know this this record upon me and go this this will change your life. I still get that kind of that little bit of anxiety about going up and going, uh, have you got the uh, blah, blah, blah record by uh, whoever? And uh, that, What is it that you put these these people that work in record stores on such high pedestals? But they are. They, they're, they're your tastemakers, aren't they? They're your eyes and ears, you know, pre-internet, I guess. They sure are, yeah. I mean, th- that's exactly it. It's like there is a reason that we put them on pedestals. They spend their life in there uh, listening to records, talking to other people about music and just, you know, also a a lot of times like they will assume an authority position, (laughs) whether they really know anything or not, or whether you really, whether you like, you know, share any taste or or not. Um, But uh, you know, it is it is a special position to be that person. You're spending your, you know, every day 
um, listening to music, existing with music and talking to other people about music. So, I mean, they do have, they are like sort of an authority, um, you know? Yeah. I, I feel you. I have, I, I can have the same thing. <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm yeah. not alone, Joan. That's good to oh, hear. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure um, you're not alone with anybody. Yeah. Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor, Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. For track five, I'm going to ask you, please, Joan, to tell me uh, a song that soundtracked uh, your time clubbing. <laughs> it's, that was, like, such a cute uh, <laughs> question because I, I'm not sure I was ever clubbing. Uh, what yeah. I was doing was spending a lot of time in small venues listening to music and also touring with my first band. Um, but uh, a, a, a record that came out in that time and a band that happened was uh, Kim and Kelly Deal's band, The Breeders. And that first album that was called Pod was just, I mean, I still think it's one of the most brilliant things to have happened there in the early 90s. It was super stripped down, recorded really, like the production was really cool. And it was ex like raw, just raw as hell. And, and it was women and it was women like not giving a bleep, uh, you know, and just so it was so creative. And, uh, you know, so I, I mean, I wrote down the song Glorious by the by 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 the Breeders from that first album pod. But that whole album, while I was looking through oh. these questions, I listened to the whole album and it was like annoying because I didn't want to pick one song because it is really an album. And what happens in that album is just, it's outrageous still. It's such, it's, it's fucking incredible, Joan, that record. And for me, hearing, hearing that for the first time, um, it, it was like, all right, this is, this is Kim from the breeder, uh, from, from the Pixies. Like she, she's got her own thing. And, and then hearing that she got her sister in the band and her sister couldn't even really play. And, and she was like, no, you, you, you can do it. Like, come and join the band. You can, you can learn to play. And then the mm -hmm. fact that when I, I mean, Cannonball for me, if I think of early nineties, I think I can't not think of MTV and that video. I mean, there's an intro for you as well. Um, 
Absolutely. I mean, that cannibal, cannibal just, just exploded. And, and I mean, and then to follow that up with, I think Divine Hammer was the, 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 the track that followed that. Just in, incredible. It's, it's lo-fi and it's, but it's pop and it's just, it's got everything. And, yeah, it and, has everything, yeah. And she, and they were just cool as fuck, weren't they? They were so cool. Uh, and yeah, that was a cool thing about, about getting Kelly in there because Kim was like, it doesn't really matter if you can play, you just need creativity. And obviously Kim is amazing at all of her instruments and like, is, is, uh, you know, but she, she, she saw the, 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 the creative spark in Kelly and said, you don't, you know, doesn't like playing an instrument is not the reason why something is good you know being able to play an instrument it's the creativity in there and you know that's you could hear that in that in that music too it's like some of it's real like just nasty played really nastily and it's uh, it feels so good yeah absolutely who who produced that record you know well i am in front of a computer so i can look i mean i i kind of um assume it was oh steve albini of course coast 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 he he he, um you know he engineered it he never really says i don't think he doesn't like usually say like produced he's that guy that's just like that's like lame to say i produced something because it's like the band so i mean he engineered it and then i mean it's so it's clear that i mean kim had such vision so i imagine it's sort of like a combination between her her and and him you know making that sound and yeah so he's he's got quite a strange way of approaching like production hasn't he he just kind of sees it as a job one of my friends just went over to the states and recorded their their album with him and he says he just kind of puts his overalls on and he's like right let's go and and he's he's very i've never really worked with anyone like it and 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 to think of how prolific he was back then like the music that he was like you say maybe engineering or co-producing or however he you know he wanted it to be seen i mean he's pretty if you look at his cv it's pretty spectacular isn't it yeah yeah i really appreciate that vibe like it's just just like it's not it's 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 low on the ego uh you know it's just it's just like taking his ego out of it it's like no i what i'm doing is i know how to engineer i know how to make the sound sound incredible and and very specifically him you know, he has like a very, a certain sound. Uh, and I mean, I know also like going to record a record with him is not where you're writing. Like you got to be ready to record just like he's ready yeah. to record you. Like, don't like come in with half written songs, you know, like it's not that kind of, he's not going to hold your hand. He's like, I'm going to do my job because you already did your job by writing the song. And then things work out great. You know, Um, I really I appreciate I appreciate his his vibe a lot. I I have friends that have had incredible experiences with him. And then I've had friends that have had not as incredible experience with him. And I just see it as them not being prepared. 
Yeah, yeah. It appears that you kind of know what you're going to get with him, and it's either yeah, you know that if if, if you work like that, you're going to get good results. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so for track six, Joan, uh, I'm going to take you home and ask you for a favorite song from an artist from your home county, please. Home county? Ah, uh, did you go country? Okay, home county. So <laughs> th- that means where I live right now. That means where I live right now. Okay, yes. Is that what, what, what what's the question? Because I did read it wrong. Right, what's the question? so no, you won't, Joan, I reckon at the 300 or so episodes I've done of this, about 250 go, county? Oh, I thought it was country. I really need to kind of make that more clear when I send this to uh, to, to, to guests. Um, it is county, but I guess you could say state. Um, uh, but yeah, just kind of where where you grew up, like uh, you know, a, a band from where you where, where you grew up that you know you have to pick a song by by one of those. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna just change my. I'm just gonna rethink about it for one second. Um, okay, so let's see. I am going to choose a song by the band ESG, who are from the South Bronx. Um, and their name stands for Emerald, Sapphire, and Gold, as far as I know. And it was a trio of women that just made this, like, sort of like no wave dance music. Uh, that is amazing, and I'm going to choose a song, Dance, by them. Do you know ESG? Of course, and what a track that is as well. What a bass line. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Some people don't. Some people don't know about them still. I didn't mean to insult you. I think if I'm... um, (laughs) I think if I'm not mistaken, a little later on in their uh, career, I think they signed to Factory Records. Uh, I I think so. But, um, yeah, I I mean, dance. Oh, what a record. Just what a record. I mean, (laughs) as you say, like, no wave dance. How do you categorize what that is? Because, again, that's another record that don't sound like anything else. That's right. Okay. Okay, right. Joan, last track. And this is when you get to play DJ and, uh, and, and tastemaker. You get to be that person in the record store right now. So I'm going to ask you uh, for a song that many people may not know that you would like them to hear. So I am choosing a track off of Duke Ellington's Money Jungle. It's a, that's a trio, trio of um, Ellington, Charlie Mingus, and Max Roach. And it's a song, it's the second track off the off Money Jungle, and it's called Florette African, otherwise African Flower. It is such a beautiful track. Mingus is doing this crazy thing where he's bouncing the 
wooden part of the bow on the strings to create this percussive bass line. It's just one of my favorite tracks of all time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope you enjoy it. Well, Joan, what we do is we put together a a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go and listen to uh, all of your choices today and uh, and, and, and go and uh, and, and experience that uh, Duke Ellington track for for the first time, I imagine, for many. Um, What I'll I'll, I'll say is we we, we kind of find ourselves um, going into uh, or or, or midway through uh, 2021 uh, with an air of optimism uh, this year that uh, the the rest of the year will start to you know continue to to become yeah, to move forward to a time when we can become more connected again and we can we can hug hug our friends again and we can go and sit in venues and watch gigs and go to clubs um i just want to finish the the, the podcast Joan, by asking you what your looking forward to most from this year personally and what you're going to be doing professionally. Right. So I am, this record that I wrote last year, it's a, it's a collaborative record. I, I, um, in, in November of 2019, I recorded improv of Tony Allen, uh, you know, maybe the greatest drummer of all time. Uh, and Dave Okumu, who, who is, uh, you know, a London resident, uh, who played bass and, and, um, we, 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 we spent a night in Paris and recorded improv. And then I took the tracks back with me and I, I wrote songs with those tracks. So that record I just recently completed and, Right now, it's slotted to come out around November. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm having this experience of working every second on that until right now. (laughs) And so I have this strange uh, coming down feeling, which is okay because I, I really sort of ran myself ragged making that record, which I love doing, you know. But so now I... I'm pretty open. So I, you know, I'll just start writing more and probably collaborating with other people. Uh, and that's a really fun, open feeling that goes along with the fact that yes, like the U S is opening up. Uh, I am double vaxxed, you know, and so is a lot is I think 25% of, of the country at this point. And I, I'm, I flew to LA a few days ago. I'm in the sunshine. I mean, so things are looking, are looking good. I mean, one of the things I cannot wait to do is see my brother who I haven't seen in 14 months or so. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be, Hey, um, that's going to be like top, top on my list. Uh, and um, and then, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to like giving like a whole hell of a lot of really gross, too long hugs to everyone I know. <laughs> you and me both, Joan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
for people that want to um, find out more and keep up to speed with uh, when the new record's coming out, where's the best place to, to keep up to speed with what you're up to, Joan? Yeah, you got a website. I'm also uh, on all the socials. Actually, I never go to Facebook. So I'm mostly like on Instagram, rapping with somebody over there. Wonderful. Well, I will tag you in uh, this when it comes out. Joan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and thank you so much for your time today. Um, have, a, have a lovely rest of your day. And I look forward to hearing the new record. And yeah, and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Stu. Thanks for asking me. This has been such a, such a great pleasure. Oh, wonderful. Take it easy, Joan. See you soon. Okay, bye-bye. There you go. Oh, thank you very much, Joan. Got a little glitchy right at the very end. We was we was battling with the Wi-Fi a little bit, and right at the very end, it got a little bit glitchy. Um, but from what I can make of uh, of, of of what she was um, saying, is is basically follow her on the Instagram uh, or, or the website, um, which this episode would have been. Uh, we we would have tagged that on any of the socials for this. I'll go and have a look in the the bio. Um, uh, you know, with, with this podcast, and there'll be links to to where you can follow Joan on there. Um, oh wow! I mean, any opportunity to talk breeders, you know, ah, oh, or, or Kim Dow, ESG, just solid song choices. The Smiths, you know, kind of uh, yeah. I'd I'd love to have been sitting in a pub having a pint, having that chat because uh, I think it would have gone on and on and on. Like, um, what what an incredible artist. Um, and yeah and just just what a, a really bloody nice person if you enjoyed this chat with joan um when you finished um going through uh the entire back catalogue of this podcast and the back catalogue of the patrons go and check her out on two shot pod with um the lovely craig parkinson um because she done a great episode over there so go and give uh, that one a listen um and yeah, I will keep hounding Craig until uh, he agrees to come on this podcast. And uh, the, the, the chats have been going on for about two years now, but I'm going to be relentless. And, you know, I will hopefully get Craig to come on here and have a natter one day soon. Um, right, I'm done for the day. Um, like I say, go check out the Patreon. Go check out the back catalogue. Subscribe. I'm on all the socials. Give us a like, love, share, retweet, subscribe. Oh, I don't know. Do all the stuff you have to do, you know, that, uh, that, that tell your mates. There you go. That's what you need to do. Tell your mates about this podcast because, uh, I want as many people as possible to, uh, to get to hear these, these people's chats because they've all got great chat and great tasting records. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I want to scream it from the rooftops. Anyway, enough of my lispy chat. I'll see you next time. Take care. Be excellent to each other. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year, and they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music, 
And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beat & Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Hey, the